Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one. Let's get in the Word. Thank you, Hannah. Second Chronicles, or Chronicles, depending upon where you come from in this great nation. Second Chronicles chapter 29, I've been in a series entitled Healing the United States of America. And I talked about restoring the foundation. Psalm 11, if the, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? There's a, there's a great attempt on behalf of the enemy and by and large has been successful in many ways of destroying our country, but we're still here and God is raising up a righteous people. There's a remnant. It's like a church within a church, a, a people that are beginning to really hunger and thirst for God's power, God's presence. There's an overthrowing of Roe versus Wade. There's a of recovery of that which is lost and righteousness. People are sick and tired. They're tired. They're sick and tired. And as our beloved friend said, you know, enough's enough. And so I've been preaching about healing the United States of America and talked about restoring the foundation on Sunday, Sunday night. Talked about how God is going to pour out his spirit and release miracles and in Ephesus, how there was a release of miracle power, so much so that they took aprons from the Apostle Paul and they put it on people, and when they put it on people, they were miraculously healed. I mean, unusual miracles took place. And because of the unusual miracles, there was a great release of God's power and, and the fear of the Lord. And there were these seven sons of Sceva, a bunch of religious people that didn't know the Lord. They weren't born again. They tried to cast out a devil. And they said, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, we adjure you. And they said, the, de the devil talks back and says, Jesus, we know. Paul, we heard about. Who are you? And God is raising up a people that'll truly know him and press in and hunger and thirst for him and put him on display. And so we talked about that on Sunday night. All of these you can get on Facebook. We're on Facebook Live right now. God bless you. And uh, we're so glad you're here. Second Chronicles chapter 29, as I continue now in the third part of the, of the series, very simple. Second Chronicles 29. And if you'd all stand for the reading of God's word, reading from the New King James Version, verse 1 and 2, that's all. But we'll, we will uh, look at many verses, but just in your, in your hearing tonight. Second Chronicles 29. Hezekiah became king when he was 25 years old, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah, and he, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father David had done. Let's read that verse 2. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father David had done. Father, thank you. Move in power. In Jesus' name, amen. On the eve of the birthday of our nation, I bring you this message in the series Healing the United States of America. When our nation was founded, it was a Christian country. 
someone said, well, we're, we're still a Christian country. I'd like to believe that. Some say that, well, maybe we're post-Christian. We're, we're headed for a great revival, a great, a great awakening. Because of the truth of God's word, the Bible is the reason our nation exists and has the laws that it has. Of course, not all of them because we've moved away from biblical truth. I want to read to you a couple quotes. George Washington, our first president, said this. It's impossible to rightly govern a nation without God and the Bible. John Adams, our second president, said, the general principles on which the Father achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. I will avow that I then believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God himself. Andrew Jackson, our seventh president, said, the Bible is the rock on which our republic rests. Amen. Woodrow Wilson, our 28th president, said, America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify the elements of righteousness, which are derived from the elements of the Holy Scriptures. Calvin Coolidge, it's fascinating, isn't it? Calvin Coolidge, our 30th president, said, the foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. I love what Harry Truman said, our 33rd president. The fundamental basis of this nation's laws was given to Moses on the mount. The fundamental basis of our Bill of Rights comes from the teachings which we get from Exodus and St. Matthew, from Isaiah and St. Paul. But one of the most profound moments in history took place when George Washington... Th listen, this is the kind of country that we are part of, and if you don't know the history of the United States of America, then you'll be washed up into the, the humanistic, defiled view that is being propagated all over the internet, all over the news media. George Washington, when he became president at his inauguration, the first thing he did, the what? The first thing, the first thing he did was to lead a group of people down to a chapel and have a four-hour prayer meeting. That's the first thing he did as president of the United States. The first president says, well... We better pray. And they went off and had a, a prayer meeting. It's interesting that right at 9-11, and there's, uh, there's a book called The Harbinger and different things that are out. It is fascinating that 9-11, when those twin towers fell, that so many buildings were destroyed. That, that church should have been destroyed, but it wasn't. And it remained standing as a statement, I believe, of God's faithfulness to the United States of America. But the truth is, if we don't stay faithful to his word, then he can't deny himself. He's a God of justice and righteousness and truth. If we obey, as our beloved brother said, then we get the blessings if we disobey. If you read Leviticus and you look at the laws of Leviticus, it says that, uh, and, and Leviticus 18, Leviticus 26, it says that, that the land will vomit out its inhabitants if the people 
do all of these things. It's all the sins of the Amorites, and it's mostly sexual sin. America's doing those very things. But like I said, I think that we are, have a, a moment more of daylight, if you will, because America has also sowed the gospel all around the world, and there's, there's good seed that we've sown. There's some political scientists in 1984. Just some facts for you. They, they studied what shaped the founding fathers' thinking, and they discovered that one-third, one-third of their writing and their speech was Scripture. I don't mean scriptural. I mean Scripture. One-third. What's one-third of coming out of your mouth? Scripture. William McDuffie, the author of the McDuffie Reader, which was used for over 100 years in American schools and was a primary textbook. <laughs> it's incredible. It's all scripture. The whole thing is scripture. Christian religion is the religion of our nation. And it's derived from the word of God, the character of God, the great moral governor. Here's what he says, William McDuffie. The Christian religion is the religion of our country. From it are der derived our nation on the character of God. He goes on to say, McGuffey, on the great moral governor of the universe, on the doctrines that are founded and the particularities of this free institution. From no source has this author drawn more conspicuously than from the sacred scriptures. From all of these exacts from the Bible, I make no apology. Oh, I like this. Harvard University. And I found this piece of fun fact here, Harvard University Student Handbook, 1636. I went to go actually look at the Student Handbook of Harvard tonight, before service tonight. Oh, my. It says 1636, the original Harvard University Handbook. Let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies is, quote, to know God, Jesus Christ, which is eternal life, John 17, 3, and therefore to lay Christ in the bottom as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and learning. And seeing the Lord only giveth wisdom, let everyone seriously set himself by prayer in secret to seek it of him. Proverbs 2 and 3. What happened? You read the Harvard University handbook. It is the most defiled, hodgepodge, universal. I mean, it's like, it's, 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 it's pathetic. We've moved far away as a nation. I read Second Chronicles 29, uh, and the backdrop of this text, and then I'm going to bring application to it because I believe, and I'm not going to preach long to you because it's warm, and I think I can get it. I think I can drill oil here in about 15 minutes. Israel, if you the, the context of Second Chronicles. Israel's been divided into two kingdoms, Judah and Israel, for really many generations. King Ahaz, the king, of, uh, the king of Judah, has led Judah to embrace paganism, not unlike the United States of America. When I saw the rainbow on the... I, 
I, I literally got sick. I, I got sick and, and wanted to hurl. When I, if you don't know what that is, that's okay. I'm not going to get any more detailed and talk about the aspects of hurling. I'm just saying, when I saw the rainbow on the White House a few years back, I got physically ill because it wasn't, it wasn't the rainbow as you and I know it. We need to redeem that thing. We need to just take it back. They took it. We need to take it back. It, it really is the promise that God never again will flood the earth. He's going to set it on fire, but he's never going to flood it again. Amen. Israel and Syria, as the backdrop of this text, have fallen to the Assyrians. And Judah's position is very tenuous at best. Hezekiah becomes king in the text that we read. 25 years old. I want to say prophetically that fresh power is coming upon the 20-somethings. Fresh anointing. Fresh power. Fresh boldness. God's raising up a Hezekiah generation. He's going to raise up a Hezekiah generation. Because America needs to be healed. The healing in the United States of America is going to happen by a mighty revival and a mighty outpouring. There is no other way. There's no other way. Hezekiah reopens the temple. I mean, look at this in verse 3. In the first year of his reign, the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and he repaired them. He knew what was important. He reopened the doors. That, that's, what, that's what we need to do. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to opening some new services in the fall. Why would you do that? Because we've had some slowdowns and delays in our building, and even at the fastest breakneck speed, we won't be in it by fall. How many of you are praying for that? All right, good. Listen, we never had one nickel to do what we're doing, and it's, it's requiring faith. Amen. We don't need faith for steel. We already have that. We need faith to finish it now. And I believe we have that. That thing's being finished in Jesus' name. Come on, someone say amen. And many of you are giving generously, and it's all going towards that, and we're grateful. But we're growing at such an amazing rate that we're not going to shut the doors. We've got we to open more services. How are we going to do that? We're just going to do it. It's a Friday night is what I'm leading towards. Why would you do that? Because there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. Come on, the church shouldn't be open on a Sunday morning only and closed Sunday night and closed Wednesday. No, no, no. We, don't, we ought to have church every night. Somebody said you'll burn out. What are you talking about? It's not going to burn. What are you going to burn out on? I, I want to tell you, my favorite part of the week is right now. Hezekiah reopens the temple and reestablishes worship of the true and living God. He reestablished the nation's covenant with God, and that is what is taking place now. I believe that God is, is reestablishing that in the United States. That has to happen. God blessed Hezekiah. God's speaking to us very simply. Religious freedom is our greatest inheritance. It guards, listen to this, religious freedom is our greatest inheritance and it guards all our other freedoms. And if you lose that, we're in big trouble. I mean, even pastors have become politically correct. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to try to be gracious. I'm going to try to be kind, but... I'm going to tell you something. We have to speak the truth. The black robe, the black robe regiment, 
The Black Robe Regiment, were, they're the ones that stirred people to the revolution. They, their, their, their language and their preaching. Listen, when they preached, man, they really said something, those guys. They stirred people to action. I pray I would to God that I would stir you to be a revolutionary in this day and hour. To rebel against mediocrity, to rebel against the lies that are perpetrated against our culture, to rise and stand in God's given word and take the land back. That's what Hezekiah did. We've moved so far from biblical truth. We've got to embrace our laws that are on truth. You know, I have another election coming up. And I am voting plainly based upon the truth of God's word. That's how I voted all the other elections. Since I've been saved, that's, listen, I can't, it's not, it's not black, it's not white. It's not whether somebody's rude or somebody's, you know, kind and, you know. We always saw the, the, the president of the United States, at least I have. I've always seen him as someone who's dignified and, um, you know, honorable. And, you know, Trump is not talk so dignified and honorable. But I'll tell you something. Dude's getting it done. And my estimation thinks, oh, it's not perfect. I don't know where he's at with the Lord. But, I mean, honoring Israel on the 70th, the 70th birthday of that becoming a nation, I'm going to tell you, it's a very profound act. Very profound and on and on and on. It's against abortion. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm for the word. I'm for God's word. And when, when it comes to vote and it comes to healing, the healing of the United States of America, we cannot depart from God's word. Right. And in your own home. Amen. In your own family. Amen. Personal integrity matters. Hezekiah, if you go and study his life, he built towns for people. He made the military strong. He led through strength. He personally sought the Lord for wisdom. Listen, I believe we're headed for a great revival. A great, great revival. Come on, lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Holy Spirit, thank you. We pray for the United States of America on the eve of a celebration of the birth of our country. We repent on behalf of that which has taken place. It's so grieved you. We repent, Lord, for same-sex marriage. We repent. You say, well, I didn't do anything. I didn't do that. Okay. It's called identificational repentance. Okay, you didn't, but you, you, you repent on behalf of our nation, like Nehemiah repented on behalf of the forefathers. Lord, we repent. We repent for laws that were brought into action. We take this place tonight, this sacred desk in which the word comes forth. We acknowledge our shortcomings. We acknowledge how we have blown it, how we have failed. Oh God, I ask. God, I ask for your power to come upon our homes. We repent for our, our failures, even in our own home. And thank you that if we confess our sins to you, you're faithful and just 
to forgive us from all unrighteousness. So Lord, bring a washing to our homes on this night. A washing, Lord, to our nation. Come on, if you have a freedom to pray in the Holy Ghost, go right ahead. I feel led to do this, uh, and so in doing it, I'm going to teach you. You can pray the word. You pray the word. So all I did, and I'd encourage you to do it, and I'm not going to go much longer. I opened to Nehemiah chapter, chapter 1. Go ahead, turn there. And I'm going to pray this. So verse 3, so Nehemiah is a cupbearer to the king. He said to me, the survivors are left from the captivity in the province are in great distress. He's hearing about news of his hometown back in Jerusalem. The wall of Jerusalem had broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and I mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. When you hear about how America uses 80% of the world's pharmaceuticals, America, the United States of America consumes 80% of the world's pharmaceuticals. When I hear about my, my, my friend, Matt Compton, makes me mad. Matt Compton was a part of our church in and out for a number of years. Well, he, he's dead. He died a couple days ago. I don't know all the details. It's not necessary. The enemy prowls around like a roaring lion. And I shared, I shared with you about how the Jews in Amsterdam and different stories account, and, and you can even, even in Russia, they talk about how when they came to take us, we all hid. And we heard them taking our neighbors, but we just hid in hopes that they wouldn't find us. Oh God, if we had only stood up together, they wouldn't have been able to take one of us. It's the same as true. We must rise in this hour of history to see healing come to America. Rise in prayer. We've got to rise in action. If you think it's not going to affect your kids, you're sadly mistaken. We've got to take over. There needs to be an outpouring of the fire of the Holy Ghost and a return to the Word of God. And so when Nehemiah hears about the 80% of the pharmaceuticals being used and all the death and all the suicide. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let, let it move you. If you're not moved by the, by the things that are taking place, you might have a callus on your heart. I sat down and I wept. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, great and awesome God, you who keep the covenant of mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ears be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant which I pray before you now, day and night. For the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins that the children of Israel have sinned against you. Both my father's house and I have sinned. Let's repent. Lord, we repent for our own sins. We repent, God, for inaction. We repent maybe for voting wrong or not taking a stand. We repent on behalf of our families. Listen, you want to see America healed, you need your family healed. And you need your family tree healed. Healing your family tree. It's another message I preach. Pray over your parents over their passed away. Repent for their sins. 
how your father used to act, the drunkenness maybe, the debauchery, the abandonment maybe of a mother. Repent for the sins of your forefathers and plead the blood over it. Plead the blood. I cut that thing off. It's a new day. I'm a new generation. Come on, say that. I'm a new generation. Lord, have mercy. Both my father's house and I have sinned. We've acted corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments and statutes and ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember, I pray, the word that you commanded your servant Moses. If you are faithful, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast to the furthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather you from there and I will bring you to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Now these, your servants and your people, whom you redeemed by your great power and your strong hand. Oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive in your prayer to your servant, to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. Oh, I love that. Your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. And he goes to talk to the king. Now listen, we have a different covenant that Nehemiah had because Jesus was crucified and rose again. Stand up all over, all across this place. You begin to pray. We need to pray for America. Lord, you see all that's taken place. We repent for our sins, the sins of our forefathers. We repent, God. And we ask... For you to wash and cleanse us according to your blood. We have a better covenant. We're, we're not like Job. We're, we're in a new covenant, Lord. And we have access to boldly come before you and we pray, God, bring a great awakening, Lord, to our own hearts. Come on, make intercession. Bring a greater, a great awakening to America. Come on, pray. I just want to pray for a few more moments. Jim, I want you to come and lead us. Come on, lead us. Lead us in prayer for the United States of America. Lift your voice. Come on, pray for revival. Pray for an outpouring. Father, we stand in the gap tonight for the United States of America, the land that you established by your love and by your grace to see your will performed in this world and in this time. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we ask you to pour out your Spirit upon us that the church of the living God would rise up and stand in the office that you have established us to be. The government upon your shoulders. The truth, the truth marching forward in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We refuse to back up. We refuse to back down. We refuse to allow the, the enemy to take what you have established. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, every drop of blood that Jesus shed for us will purchase salvation, healing, and deliverance for this nation. We bind every demonic entity in the name of Jesus. We cancel the assignment tonight against this nation in the name of Jesus. We say establish your government in righteousness tonight in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, search our hearts. 
change us from the inside out and set us on fire to do your will in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. I call forth intercessors from the north and the south and the east and the west. I call forth intercessors to those who are called, those with like an Anna anointing to this place. I thank you that from this house we'll go 24 hour a day, seven day a week prayer because you're worthy. I thank you for the prayer movement that we're already in. Cause it to be fueled with fresh fire and zeal, the truth and revelation of your word. Raise up an army. Raise up an army. Raise up a Hezekiah generation. Raise up a Hezekiah generation. Raise him up. Raise him up. Can you give me a little monitor, brother, right here? Raise up a Hezekiah generation. Raise up those who will not, pastors who wouldn't close the door, who wouldn't be in it for money, who wouldn't be in it for fame, who wouldn't be in it, Lord, for the amount of likes they can get, or for the influence to try to leverage things of, their, of the flesh. Lord, we're asking that you would raise up a generation of apostles and prophets, pastors and teachers and evangelists. You'd raise up the fivefold, Lord, to rightly represent you. Men that couldn't be paid off. Women that couldn't be paid off. Those who don't have a prostitute type spirit. Raise up another black robe regimen. Raise up the 20-somethings. Raise up the 30-somethings, the 40-somethings. Raise up the 50-somethings. And the 60-somethings. And the 70-somethings. And the 80-somethings. Raise up a group of people, Lord, from the youngest to the oldest. They're full of zeal and passion. Raise up a generation, God. Raise up a generation that's steadfast and hungry and thirsty. Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit. simple altar call if you're like dude that's me then come up to the front right now come you just respond say yep I'm, I'm a part of that generation who's going to change the nation come on quickly come come all the way up to the stairs we're just you're just doing it before the Lord before you we want to be part of a Hezekiah generation we want to be a people Come on, all the way up to the stairs so you make room for everybody. Toes on the front step. Come on, make room. This will be the last thing we do. Don't worry, it might be a little hot up front, but I'll be closing. Lord, we thank you for Mayor Edna. We thank you for the, the blessing that Mayor Edna and, and Noel are, Lord, to this community. We pray a blessing over them today. Fulfill all your purpose in and through them. And the Lord says that I'm going to raise up those who will come alongside and you'll impart to. I see like it's like a, it's, it's like a school. I just see you laying hands on these younger ones called into politics. You're going to teach them. They're going to come. They're going to ask. You say, how would I know? Because they're going to ask you, would you, would you teach me? Would you help me? And you're going to put your hand on. And the Lord says, do I not know all things, son?
for I'm going to show you. I will show you the hidden riches of darkness. Not many days hence. As you cross over into July through this next week, the Lord is going to visit you and already has started. There's a prioritizing that he wants you to do. He's, he's showed you there's been many reasons to delay, many reasons, good reasons but not God reasons. And the Lord wants you to prioritize, to change some things. And you'll be a, a, a daughter of honor. But first and foremost, Come on, just pray in the Spirit all across this place. Hallelujah. Lord, we say yes. Come on, just say yes to the Lord. We say yes. We say yes to you. We say yes. We say yes. Healing. The United States of America, we say yes to your plan, to your will, for our family. We receive the cleansing blood over the generations that have gone before us. We proclaim the blessing of God. Come on, say it over your family. The blessing of God over our families, over our children, over our grandchildren. That our children would turn the battle at the gate. Daily directing. Thank you. Though it tarries, wait for it. Holy Spirit. I need an usher, please. I see the Lord putting a torch in your hand. I see the Lord putting a torch in your hand, even as like, a, like an Olympian runner as they start the Olympic Games. I see a torch being placed in your hand. Now I'm beginning to see torches being placed in many people's hands. 
And I see them running. I see them running the race. I see batons being passed, mantles being released. I see, I see a synergy. The Lord shows me tonight a synergy of, of, of the ages, a synergy of, of, of ethnic groups and people coming together as, as one man contending for the faith. I'm releasing my fire. I'm releasing my power. I'm releasing my anointing to turn nations, to disciple nations. I have to paraphrase it. I think it's in Amos. I called your sons and daughters with the Nazarite anointing, but you talked them out of it and gave them wine to drink. I think it's in Amos. And I'm paraphrasing, but I'm close. Oh, you're going to get it for me? Come on, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Service almost over. It's only 8.28. Still light out. What a scripture. Use the phone. Come on, pray in the Spirit. Amos chapter 2, verse 11. I also raised up prophets from among your children. <laughs> My gosh. And Nazarites from your youths. Is this not true, people of Israel, declares the Lord. But you made the Nazarites drink wine and commanded the prophets not to prophesy. Not here, God. Raise up the Nazarites. Raise up the prophets from among our children, from among us. Don't let anybody talk you out of wholeheartedness for God. Don't let anybody talk you into like relaxing, chill. There's no such thing. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Come on, just a moment longer. We position ourselves and we say yes. We say yes to the call of God, the plan of God. We say yes, Lord, to all that you want to do in and through us. We say yes to the healing of America. We say yes to revival. Now pray in the Holy Ghost with fire and fervency. Ready, set, go. Go, show, Oh, come here, sweetheart. I want to pray for you right here. Would you grab her right there? Would you just tap her right there? Come here. Lift your hands. You got the power of God all over you. Holy Spirit, I pray. 
fulfill destiny and purpose. I saw you and you were praying and it was just like you were giving birth and God has given you vision. God has given you hope. You have connected to you those that are going to be real world changers. I'm connecting you relationally with people that have in mind the things of God. And I'm cutting off those who have brought great pain and difficulty to you. You say, how's that? The Lord says, I'm just going to do it. As you've been seeking me, I'm beginning to separate and bring a separation from that which has really been like a thorn in your side and a difficulty to you. And the Lord says, great strength is come being released and imparted to you. And my burden is easy and my yoke is light. I'm coming. I'm touching you. I'm touching your whole family. I'm bringing about the very thing I said I would do. Holy Spirit, that which you've placed on the inside of this precious woman, this vision, this dream, this hope. Bless her. Holy Ghost, now. Do it now. Right now. It's touching your physical body too. If you're not right with God, don't leave this place. It's a worshiper, like a worship leader type. Psalmist. If you're not right with God, don't leave this place in that condition that you came in. Repent, give your life to Jesus for the first time and make a recommitment to him. All across this place, you say, that's me. Good, get right with God, do it now. Those of you online, pray this prayer with me, right out loud, repeat after me, say, dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and make me new. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life and use me in this end time harvest. Use me to fulfill the purpose for which I was created. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Lift your hands to heaven. Holy Spirit, come, fill, touch, bless right now. Fill. I just feel like the Lord would like me to share that over the last years, all the work of seeking his face has woven a tapestry. And recently, I don't know when, but recently, the Lord says that tapestry is finished. And that the Lord says it's time for things to expand in this house. Pastor Daniel, I feel like the Lord's saying he's giving you a bigger table. And that he's driving tent, specs, tent spikes far, far from here. But they are an extension of this place, like the word that you read at the beginning from Chuck Pierce. And it's time and it's already been done and things are stretching in this house. And I saw this canopy go all the way across the United States to different places. And he's driving spikes down and it's stretching what the Lord is doing here. And I saw by the thousands upon thousands people could come under that canopy and they could flourish in their destiny and they could find rest in the things of God and then it's no longer going to seem hard 
to come and go from this place for you and Pastor Karen, that your, your territory has already been expanded, that you don't even need to pray anymore over Alaska. You need to begin to pray and declare your dreams over the nations because the Lord says the tapestry is finished. You have sown and woven everything I have required of you. It's not going to snap and it's not going to break. That you're not going to be humiliated and you're not going to fail. That the Lord is going to begin to give you more and more and more to sow out of your storehouse. It's going to be a sowing of people, of resources. You're no longer going to feel like you let go of beloved ones. You're just going to feel like you reposition them at the table. That they're going to constantly seem at access to you and you're they're going to the access back and forth and the sowing into them and them sowing back is going to continue. That it's going to become easy and not hard, says the Lord. And I just see this tapestry and it's blue. And as it got stretched, all the different colors of blue and all that they mean stretched across America and all across the edges of our land were spikes. And people from here were planted and the Lord built a safe place for His creation to come and to know him. I say yes. Come on, somebody say yes. We agree for the plan of God for our lives individually. That We agree for the plan of God for us corporately. We agree. Healing of the United States of America. We agree and say yes and amen and amen. Have a great and glorious evening. God loves you. We love you too. Fourth of July, tomorrow, we'll see you at the pig roast. It starts at four o'clock. Those of you bringing grills, don't forget to bring it. If you're going to bring a dish to share as well, we love you so much. God is great. He's on the throne. The devil's been defeated. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.